listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. Thanks again. This is uh, episode seven, I believe it is. Uh, never remember as i'm saying it i kind of have a uh, general idea of where we are i find myself the minute i say what episode we are i'm like is it seven is it six eight whatever i think we're at episode seven so thank you guys so much for tuning back in and joining us tonight um we're day late on this one and i do apologize for that the issue was uh we had a uh, had a friend in town sony uh shout out to sony we had a good time i want to talk to you guys a little bit about that because like what I do mention in the intro and in the opening we haven't dove into it too much but this is the uh, you know the always be booked Orlando vacation and Caribbean cruise podcast so I do want to adapt a little bit of the Orlando vibe into it not just because it is Orlando and it's a destination for vacationers worldwide land-based but it's also a cruise port technically if you're sailing into Port Canaveral if you're leaving from Port Canaveral, many people will start in uh, Orlando, in the Orlando area, before they sail away. Or if they're port, uh, cruising into port, they may stop for a little while, take I guess it's like an hour and ten minutes uh, shuttle over to the Orlando area, head up the theme parks and stuff like that. So whatever you want to call it, I, I do want to tie in some Orlando stuff down the road uh, just because it is the number one tourist destination in the world from last time I checked. I think it still is right up there with uh, New York City or some of the other ones. France, I'm sure, is up there. But I think Orlando is still sitting at the top. Now, I'm not sure if it, how comfortably, but I think Orlando is still up there. But I want to go over a few things today. What we want to talk about is... Uh, some cruise news, uh, some interesting things that happened in the world of cruising lately. I want to talk about uh, my day at City Walk, City Walk uh, Universal, Universal Studios. Uh, they have the two theme park, the uh, Universal, and then they have the Islands of Adventure. But they also have a nightlife slash restaurant district called City Walk. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm going to get into that a little bit because I was very, very pleasantly surprised with my first real experience going uh, to City Walk and spending a significant amount of time there. Um, I also want to talk about, uh, what is it? It's Harvest K. That is the new private island in Belize from uh, Norwegian Cruise Line. I also want to talk about some uh, shopping uh, deals, some Black Friday deals that Carnival and maybe some other cruise lines are putting together as well. I want to talk about a crazy uh, cruise story for the week, and I also want to get into a deal that I think is really, really good, and I wouldn't recommend passing it up. So without further ado, let's get into it a little bit. So cruise news, what's going on? We do have a new class uh, started construction, I think, today or yesterday from uh, Celebrity. Celebrity, as you guys know, is owned by Royal Caribbean. Most of you know that. And uh, it is, I guess, difference between Royal Caribbean cruise the cruise line as opposed to the corporation the corporation owns celebrity as well celebrity not quite as popular as the regular royal caribbean cruise line however it is looked at as a step up in luxury now it's not an ultra luxury cruise line like seaborn or crystal or oceana but 
It is a step up. It's sort of like Carnival's answer to celebrity would be princess. So a little bit higher end on the uh, dining, a little bit uh, more sophisticated maybe with the decor, a little more attention to detail with the service, uh, more, I don't know, maybe sort of luxury or maybe, I don't want to say educational per se, but there is a little bit more informative and some more cerebral stuff going on on the entertainment end of it uh, as opposed to just the fun ship stuff and the crazy parties. I'm sure that you can probably have a pretty good party. I'm sure there's plenty of trouble you can get into on a celebrity or a princess line, but again, you may have to just look a little bit further for it as opposed to those Carnival Norwegian or Royal Caribbean cruise ships. Anyway, so it's called the Edge Class. That's right. Celebrity Edge Class is set to be released. It's releasing the first ship in that class, which is Celebrity Edge, and it's going to be set to release for the fall of 2018. There's going to be a total of four ships in the class. The other one that they're about to start is called the Beyond. So it's uh, Celebrity Edge, first fall of 2018, and then Celebrity Beyond is going to be in spring of 2020. You know, Celebrity has some big ships. Celebrity has some, you know, really, really attractive uh, itineraries. But uh, Celebrity doesn't mess around. Anytime a celebrity is going to announce a new class, uh, it's going to be – how about that? Royal Caribbean's really, really making moves. I mean the stock – from what I saw, is doing really, really well. It's definitely uh, more per share, significantly more per share than Carnival or Norwegian. And uh, <clears throat> I think uh, in the last couple of years, I think I think it's kind of leveled off a little bit now, but maybe like a year or two ago, I think it took a nice little spike. So if you uh, got in early with Royal Caribbean from an investment standpoint, you did pretty well for yourself. And, I mean, you can see it. You don't know the, the people's business model. The, the, the biggest cruise corporation still is Carnival, and the most uh, ships in any fleet is Carnival Cruise Line. So what do you rate success on? You know, Is it the nicest ships? Is it the most ships in a fleet? Is it the uh, the most – I guess the highest sales maybe. Whatever it is, uh, the valuation of Royal Caribbean seems to be pretty high right now, and they're doing very, very well. We talked about on some other cruise casts about just the wow factor, and like we joked a little bit about where is it going to stop. What, what what have they done? Some of the crazy stuff that uh, Corporation has brought to the table, starting with the Flow Rider back in the day to – I wouldn't say the first, but maybe maybe the first real – introduction of the mega ship with oasis of the seas in 2009 and yes i'm booked always be booked i practice what i preach i'm booked on an uh, oasis of the seas cruise and that is uh march 5th 2017 and i could not be more excited for that um but i digress again and then uh, just all the stuff that they're doing on these ships from uh, you know the live entertainment where they're getting the, the, the Broadway-style shows. They're actually getting you know a version of the show of real Broadway shows, whether it's Cats, whether it's um, – what's that one from ABBA? Uh, a bunch of real Broadway shows that actually spent good amounts of time on Broadway. Uh, Royal Caribbean seems to be able to – Bring them onto their ships and give that give their guests just an over-the-top experience. But like I said, Celebrity Edge class, I don't have a lot of information at this point as to what the bells and whistles on the celebrity end are gonna be. But uh, you know, I'm sure they'll have the beautiful with their trademark lawns on the Lido deck and actual planted grass. 
which has to be a real nice experience on a cruise ship. I have not experienced it. If any of you have, let me know. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Email me. want to make this interactive. Oh, very important. I wanted to mention a few things to you guys. As always, we really, really do appreciate you rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. Give it the stars, but also comments as well. Huge, huge help for us. We really have a goal to try to get this, uh, you know, our, 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 our podcast out there to as many people as possible so that listenership can grow and we can, who knows, maybe add more shows per week and uh, have more of an interaction, more of a back and forth. You know, it's all about you know, listenership. And all I'm trying to do with this thing that we just started maybe a few weeks ago is just get it out there to as many people as possible. That's the best thing that could possibly happen. I don't make money from doing this. Uh, I just do it because I love to cruise. I know you guys do too. And I just want to keep the back and forth going on iTunes. So subscribe on iTunes, rate, review on iTunes, and you have no idea how appreciated that is and how uh, helpful it is to me. And I'm still telling you guys right now, we haven't had any new reviews, so there's no cruises to give away. So what does that tell you? If you review the show, you're probably going to win a cruise. I'm trying to give away three of them a week. So if three new people review this show, I'm giving you three free cruises to the Bahamas. That is a promise. I have them in my hand right now, and I will get them out to you as soon as possible. Uh, If five people review the show, three out of the five people are getting free cruise, a two-day cruise to the Bahamas out of Palm Beach. And I absolutely can make that promise to you. No questions asked. Hold me to it. Um, Instagram, always be booked. On Instagram, as well as um, ABB Cruising, you could also search for on Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. So let's get into it. All right. So let's start with the City Walk situation. Uh, we're talking about a port, which is Port Canaveral. It is a destination port for if you're sailing from you know up north, New York, Baltimore, Virginia, Massachusetts. But it's also a uh, embarkation port uh, for people out of Florida as well, and then from there you can pretty much hit anywhere. You could do Western, you could do Southern, you could do uh, Eastern, uh, you could do wherever, anywhere. And about, I would say, 50 or so miles away from the cruise port is the city of Orlando. And obviously, you guys know, city of Orlando, city of Orlando, the magic city, home of Disney, everything also has Universal Studios. Universal Studios has uh, the regular Universal Studios theme park. It has Islands of Adventure, which is another theme park as well, with a lot of high-end, just elaborate, elaborate stuff like Jurassic Park World, uh, the Harry Potter World. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm I'm not so into the theme parks. I've tried too. You know, it's not that I'm not impressed with them. It's just, you know, even even Epcot, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I, I told you from day one we're going to talk straight here. And uh, I am living in Orlando, and I say this is about Orlando vacations. I'm talking about personal preference with me. I do not do backflips over theme parks. And I never have, and that was kind of reinforced when I had a visitor in town a few weeks ago. And I took a shot at it. So we went to um, Universal Studios in general. We did Islands of Adventure, and we did – it's cool to watch, you know, all the stuff that goes on. It's kind of impressive. I totally get it if you're a kid or an adult. If you're just an enthusiast and you're an adult and you're really, really into Harry Potter, good for you. God bless you. It doesn't necessarily strike a chord with me. 
and uh, you just walk around and you look at the sites. You see little skits break out, little live, impromptu live music stuff will break out. Um, it's like a little town, you know, in, in Universal Studios. You'll see like a uh, – like for instance, a, a skit will break out. Um, a talent agent will be looking for a bunch of models uh, and Marilyn Monroe and a bunch of models or like or, or dancers will come out in the middle of the street and they'll grab somebody off the street that's supposed to act like the director and I guess it's kind of cool you're interacting uh, obviously the rides are uh, a big part of it I'm not a huge ride guy call me whatever you want um, but yeah some of those new rides that just whip you in 16 different directions and I'm not a I could do rides. I could do intermediate rides. I'm not good with this speedy, blazing, fast, upside down stuff. I don't really. I'm not in love with that, and I'm not in love with just free falling out of the sky either. So, call me what you want. That's my thing. So, having said that, even Epcot. You know, I went to Epcot too, and am I am I am I shitting on Epcot? I'm sorry. I hope I'm not pissing anybody off. But again, it's my opinion. You go to Epcot even during food and wine. Uh, you pay $175 to get in for the right to spend a, a shitload of money once you're in there. You got, you're got shelling out. You go, okay, so do you want to go to Italy? It's got this beautiful high-end Italian restaurant where you go in. The decor is beautiful. Uh, and then what do they have? Of course, just exquisite cuisine, fine dining where you know you get like three bites and you're done with the meal and you just spend $18.99 on an entree. And what do you want? You want a beer? It's eight dollars. I, I mean, you already got me with the one seventy-five. Now you're clubbing me over the head. Now you go to Mexico. Now you go to Japan. Now you go to, and you just every country is just freaking take it into your pocket deeper and deeper. Um, it's cool to walk around. It's cool to see all the stuff. It's very very impressive what they built and these little you know in essence little villages that they've created. But again, for me. I, I, w- I would rather just kind of, you know, hit a district and hit an area where I could pick and choose. I know I didn't, you know, <laughs> whatever, pick a strip in America where there's a bunch of bars and restaurants and it's just high energy and fun. Uh, and you don't have to pay $175 to enter the street, um, you know. And, and, and to boot, you know, it's family. I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't have kids and I'm single. And when I go, it's usually with friends or family members my my age in that area. And why am I going to, you know, it's 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 very very family oriented. So, again, I have all the respect in the world for the theme parks and the Disney and the Universals and what they do. It just doesn't necessarily speak to me as much. Now, here's the good news: Universal Studios City Walk. I don't know how familiar you are with that, but as soon as you get into the area, you park your car. And you have access to <clears throat> City Walk. And City Walk is just a tremendous, tremendous area. It's it's very, very clean. It's very, very well lit. It's very, very high energy, vibrant. And if you're a guy like me or even families or, you know, anybody, uh, a date night or <clears throat> a bachelorette party or a group of guys want to go out, this is a very, 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 very good option, in my opinion. You have a ton of stuff to do at City Walk. Um, let's let, let's let's get into some of the stuff that they have. It's clean, it's comfortable, it's got nightlife as well as dining. It has a place called, and I'm not going to name every single place that City Walk has, but I will name some of the highlights uh, that I think are really, really worth you guys checking out. They have a place called the Cowfish, 
And interestingly enough, this is like a two-level restaurant. It's a full look. I mean, you go, you're in there. You feel like it's a, it's a legit, almost like a, it's a, it's a high-end slash casual. Uh, it, it, it's got a little bit of a chainy type feel to it, but it's very, very nice. And the specialty is sushi and burgers, hence the cow and the fish. I ate there uh, a few weeks ago, and it was delicious. They actually have a sushi uh, option, which uh, gives you a slice of filet mignon on top of the sushi as well. So uh, I couldn't say enough good things about cowfish. It was delicious. Everything was great. Truffle fries, everything, delicious. So 100% recommend cowfish. What else is there? You have Emerald's uh, New Orleans restaurant. I haven't been there, but it looked great. The reviews are great. People love it. Heard nothing but good things about Emerald's spot in City Walk. Now you have the staple, the Margaritaville uh, and the Land Shark, uh, the Jimmy Buffett concepts that are there. It really, you really do uh, feel like you're on vacation when you walk into these places. They place a high premium on the entertainment value. They have stilt walkers walking around. They have balloon, uh, I guess, what would you call them, artists that uh, make balloon hats for the kids and stuff like that. Uh, great, great, del- I mean, really, a delicious, uh, extensive margarita menu. I uh, can attest to them being fairly potent as well. Um, one, one, one thing that stuck out to me about you could – oh, live music all the time as well as uh, – it's good 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 for watching sports. There's TVs in there as well. Really, really comfortable place to eat and drink. We sat at the bar. We didn't get anything to eat. We had eaten earlier to that, and we'll get into what we ate and where we ate. But um, I really, really enjoyed Margaritaville. I'm no stranger to Margaritavilles, and if you're a cruiser, you're no stranger to Margaritavilles. But this particular one – you know, I guess what fifty miles from the nearest cruise ship still gave you that feel. I was looking at uh, Sony, who I was with, and I was like, "Yeah, I really feel like I'm on a cruise right now." Uh, the one thing I had to ask the bartender: if you let me, here's a warning: if you order these nachos at this place, you better have seven people with you, no less than seven friggin' people, because I could tell you. Uh, people were ordering nachos left and right, and just I don't get it. I I, I asked the bartender. I was like, uh, "Dude, like what? How much? How many? How, how much chips do you throw away? How many pounds of chips do you throw away every day?" He's like, "It is ridiculous." I try to tell them. They look at me. You didn't tell me it was this big. I was like, "Yes, I did tell you it was this big." He's telling us, and uh, you know. They ask me, what's good? Are the nachos good? Yeah, the nachos are good, but if you're going to eat the nachos, you're going to be eating nachos. You're not going to be eating dinner. And uh, despite him trying to tell people, uh, they still get it. And you just look across the bar and you just see all these plates of nachos sitting there. And you just can't even see the people behind them because they just they, – it's it's like man versus food, nachos. But it is, the waste, it is kind of wasteful. They end up throwing a ton of them away. Um, but it is what it is. So, like I said, love the margaritas there. Love the atmosphere. Good, good live music. Uh, very, very comfortable, inviting setting, and it's just a, a, a good vibe. You know, you know, guys, you, you know when you go to some of these places that are supposed to be festive and they're supposed to be whatever, and you could tell the staff is mailing it in. You could tell the management is mailed it in because the decor isn't looking the way it's supposed to look, and they're just kind of going through the motions. It's not at all uh, the case here. Really, really enjoyed last night at Margaritaville. Pat O'Brien's they have. That's uh, you know, I didn't. That's a uh, what is that? it's a New Orleans kind of hurricane type place. Also live entertainment. I'm guessing it was pretty similar to Margaritaville. I wasn't able to make it over there because I mean, gee, one day how many places can you go? Uh, I drink, but I'm not that much of a drunk. So um, 
<clears throat> but it looked great. Looked great from the outside. Hard Rock uh, Cafe was there. I mean, this was a monster Hard Rock. It was huge. Uh, I think they have a lot of um, fairly national acts that perform at the Hard Rock uh, that they'll sell tickets for in advance. Obviously, the same deal. Wherever you're going to go, Hard Rock, you're going to get good quality. You know, not fine dining, but good quality, consistent, I guess is the most important word, food. And uh, just reliable service and everything you've kind of come to know across the country from a Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, NBC Sports Bar, uh, Grill and Bar. I've never seen one of these before. Um, I know, remember when Fox, uh, Fox, was it Fox Sports Bar and Grill? Uh, I think they're out of business now, but they were trying that for a little while. I don't know how many NBC Sports Grill and Bars there are, but this one looked very, very successful. Mind you, we were there last night, which is a Sunday. So on a Sunday, you know, you have the uh, football game, and NBC is, uh, is is the network that that game is on. So I guess that's a good perfect storm situation for them. They probably have a real aggressive special going on, and a bunch of people in there. It looked like it was packed. Uh, I was with Sony, like I said. She's not the biggest NFL fan. We were talked about the NFL last week, so I'm not necessarily hell-bent on going to uh, NBC Sports uh, NBC Sports Grilling Bar to catch every second of this game. But we did get to watch a lot of it at um, Margaritaville. Uh, so it was a good time. Uh, but, yeah, NBC Sports Grilling Bar looked, you know, and a lot of them, you know how it is. You know, it's all, everything's well lit. Everything kind of rolls into one, into the other, but it really did look very nice, clean, well-run spot, it looked like, from the outside. They also have a place called The Groove. I guess The Groove is their uh, signature hot spot slash nightclub, whatever. You can do bottle service. They'll have... Uh, rotating djs it was that place where you heard the thump from the outside you walked by didn't seem like there was an over overly uh you know it didn't seem like it was that busy you walk by and it kind of sees a couple of door guys you heard the you know the house music techno music whatever you want to call it bumping out of the uh out through the front door into the uh, main plaza there but uh I don't know if it was Sunday night, had anything to do with it. Maybe it's rocking on Friday and Saturday nights. But again, looked like a really, really nice place, really clean and very inviting as well. Now, there was also a uh, Mexican restaurant called uh, Antojitos. Uh, I haven't heard much about that. That that place was, I would say, like maybe 40% full. You could see into it. They had a little bit of an outdoor area. However, it did not. Um, the weather wasn't great, so not a lot of people were wanting to sit outside. Um, but it looked cool. A lot of people seemed to be enjoying it inside Antojitos as well. Uh, the Rising Star. That's where we ended the night. And uh, I got to tell you, this place is awesome. Now, it's a karaoke bar. But when I say bar, you walk into it and it's actually like a theater. They do charge you $7 per person to walk in. Uh, being a local and um, helping, uh, being involved in one of the establishments that are around here, they gave us a two-for-one deal. So, you know, it's corporate. It's very corporate, so any deal or anything you're going to get from them, I guess you got to appreciate. So uh, it, 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 walking in, though, they have – it's almost like a, like a theater. Like like if, you, if you're going to see a show, it's got 
two levels. It's very, very high ceilings, and they have balconies uh, on the top. If you want to use the bathroom, you take an elevator to the second floor. And uh, very, very comfortable seating, comfortable tables all scattered throughout the, uh, I guess, the main floor. They have uh, a, a DJ with a very, very lively host. And this was a Sunday night. I shouldn't know who the host I should have gotten the name, but I don't know who the, what the name of the, the guy is. But it was a good time. He really kept it moving. It wasn't overly packed, but there wasn't any time where he had to kind of take over and sing a couple of songs himself or go on break or, you know, the the singers kept coming. Now, I'll say it's a little annoying that everybody was good. Like Everybody was, was good. So I, I'm just coming from Margaritaville, so I got a couple of margaritas in me, so I'm not going to get shy. Um, I definitely signed up and make no mistake about it. You know how you get those people who do karaoke and they're like, oh, my gosh, I just love doing it. I'm not that good. But uh, That's not me. I'm telling you, I'm not good. And the, thing, the situation is, when I get a couple of drinks, I don't care. Um, so I did. I did Billy Joel's You May Be Right. Had a lot of fun with that. What I lacked in talent, I tried to make fo- make up for in uh, energy and charisma. It's funny, too, because uh, uh, what, what they offer up there is they have two young ladies sitting in, like, director's chairs with microphones. And they're either sitting there doing background vocals for you or they're standing up and, like, I guess kind of dancing too. Like maybe they'll have like uh, cymbals or like uh, maracas or whatever and they'll give you a little bit of a backup whether it's, you know, through dancing or singing into the mic and, you know, it, that, that kind of adds a nice little um, element to the whole thing. But it was a really, really good time. Uh, there was a guy there last night who sang and he must have just been like, you know, and Orlando's an entertainment area. It's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Miami. But, you know, Orlando is where all these boy bands came out of Orlando, didn't they? Most of them. And, uh, you know, wasn't one of them called O-Town? Uh, and then obviously Sync and everybody. Uh, but I guess through theme parks, through whatever entertainment or acting or shows or whatever, I guess there is uh, a lot of um, – I guess I guess the the performing arts are pretty big here, and they do use this place because it is a state of the art sound system. It does give you a real feel of being on stage. So I guess it's almost like a comedian's open mic version of karaoke for like real singers. Every once in a while, you get a jerk off like me that comes in and just kind of has fun with it, and that's really I mean. Don't you guys go to karaoke? I mean, sometimes when yeah, there's nothing like when a good singer takes the mic, but when someone thinks they're good and they're not, there's nothing worse than that. Does that? That's just a nightmare. But we didn't get much of that. It was pretty much both ends of the spectrum. I think I was the only one who really didn't know what the hell I was doing. Everybody else was really, really good. You had a guy doing some really good Sam Hunt songs. You may that's got to be challenging too if you're familiar with Sam Hunt. He does that talk scene. It's like the king of the talk rap sing. He'll like be rapping or talking into the mic and then it'll just one half of the sentence will be talking then he breaks into singing and he goes back and forth which has got to be as far as timing and staying on beat with the music if you have to really know sam hunt's music to be able to do that there was one guy who i don't know by his voice he had to be an elton john impersonator looked nothing like him skinny white kid brown hair good looking enough kid uh just basically wearing a t-shirt and jeans um dark hair uh, looked to be about, I don't know, mid to late 20s, maybe early 30s. And he uh, he had Elton John's voice down to a T. He was singing, uh, did a duet, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, with one of his other friends. And there was just some really good entertainment there. But the 
the main thing about it over there is just a good, good time. You're sitting there, you're comfortable, you're with your friends, and everybody seems that. I'm actually uh, really, really considering having a staff outing there because I can tell you right now, you bring 15 or 16 people with you and everybody sings, you are going to have a blast. So that's called Rising Star. It's uh, you know another staple in the um, Universal Studios City Walk Plaza. Now let's get to the good stuff. Where we ate. This place... I think it's rather new. It's only been around for a couple of months. Um, This place is slated and set up to be able to make a ton of money for a very, very long, long period of time with multiple locations, even though there is only one right now. The place uh, has a very lengthy titled name. I guess people call it the Chocolate Emporium, but it's uh, actually called the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen. Um, this place, and guys, by the way, check out my Instagram. Uh, I will put some pictures up, uh, and Facebook. I'll put some pictures up. I took a lot of pictures of the, the outsides of the places and, uh, where you can go. And I guess just city walk in general. Uh, I got a little bit more in detail with, uh, the chocolate emporium. I already have something up there on Instagram that, uh, it's a little bit of a slide, uh, produced slideshow, uh, that gives you an idea of some of the stuff we ordered. Um, but this place is it, – it, it's it blows your mind from when you walk in. You want to talk about wow factor. You walk into this place. It's very, very large, two levels. Immediately when you walk into the right, it is a uh, retail shop that has a bunch of clothing, shot glasses, you know, the usual stuff, and chocolates and desserts. Um, stuff that you can just kind of carry carry away they have like a mini i think it's like i don't know if it's yeah it's like it's got to be like a bakery that you can kind of order stuff and kind of take out as you see fit they have oh they're they're on a we we had an hour and 40 minute wait time they told us about an hour and 40 minutes no problem place is interesting enough the drinks are good uh so what we did was we went upstairs the bar is upstairs and they have a very extensive cocktail list uh, with tons of stuff that is involving chocolate, obviously. Um, what did we try? Uh, Sony had the chocolate mule, which everybody's drinking these mules nowadays. Um, I, did, I actually did try it. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to, but I did, and it was very, very good. I did like my drink better, though. What I got was the coffee, uh, chocolate coffee banana martini. was delicious. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, had what I have. I only had one of those, I think, yeah. So then one of those, how much chocolate are you going to dump down your throat? That's the only drawback to it, I guess. You know, it's a genius idea, infusing chocolate everything with everything and putting, like, a bunch of chocolate uh, flavors into your food. You know, I don't know. I didn't see the whole menu. I guess I scanned it, but I wonder if they have any uh, mole. What do you call it? Mole sauce? After I had the first drink, then I had a chocolate stout. It was delicious. It was like, and I'm not, listen, I'm a Miller-like guy, you know. I'm, I don't necessarily look for craft beers. I don't run around chasing these uh, different types of beers. I, I, I'm a simple guy when it comes to beer. Just get me where I want to go. Don't sit in my stomach. Don't give me heartburn. But I had this uh, chocolate stout draft beer. Delicious. It was like a chocolate, it was like, it was like a Tasted a little bit like Guinness, but it was way, way lighter and, you know, with a little bit more chocolate pronounced, uh, you know, flavor to it. What else did we order? Oh, so pork belly sliders with sautéed onions 
and a mustard sauce with, you know, the toothpick is running through it and what's basically a garnish on top of it. You know, in sliders you see on top, they'll put that pickle above the uh, slider on a toothpick. Instead of a pickle, they had a a chocolate-dipped bacon uh, on top of that. Man, so, so good. We also got the baked brie, which has nothing to do with chocolate, but it was delicious. That was Sony's thing. I'm not a baked brie guy. Uh, She kind of introduced me to it and loved it completely delicious she also wanted the uh brussels sprouts now when i was a kid brussels sprouts you don't eat brussels sprouts right it was disgusting like uh, eat your brussels sprouts i don't want them i'm throwing up at the table you gotta eat these what happened to brussels sprouts they're good now huh these chefs started uh steaming them and uh, i guess infusing them with all this uh delicious uh you know these flavors whether it's you know bacon fat or whatever it is just brussels sprouts have come a long way long story short and i had some of the brussels sprouts and they were really really good they were actually the surprise surprised me one of the better things that we had we also had uh flatbread and it was um goat cheese and mushroom and truffle flatbread with also with our sauteed onion on them they're delicious i think that was it yeah, so we had the uh, – those were the four items. We started with the brie, and uh, we actually canceled our reservation because we found the seat at the bar, and we were just going to sit at the bar, and what we were going to do, just keep drinking. We were very, very comfortable at the bar. Asked the bartender, can we just sit here and order food and cancel our reservation? So he was like, yeah, no problem. So we did just that. We were able to get out of the reservation, no problem, and put on our food order right away. So we didn't have to wait the hour and a half. We were perfectly comfortable. We were drinking. The bartenders were cool. Uh, the place gets it. Uh, it's it's an interesting place because it's like a 19th century theme, it's 19th century characters, and they speak in accents and stuff like that, and they, they really, really put their best foot forward. So from a server standpoint, from a decor standpoint, from a menu standpoint, to a selection standpoint, to just an overall product standpoint, this place nails it across the board. He tells us that uh, the bartender was telling us that it's like nothing for them to be on a three-hour wait for dinner on Fridays and Saturdays, and people will absolutely wait uh, without without a problem. So I definitely suggest that uh, they open up another one quickly. <laughs> I think they said uh, the next one they're looking at is in the Universal Studios in Hollywood, California, and that I don't know, that makes perfect sense to me. What else do they have? So some of the other stuff that they said they had on the menu uh, was uh, coffee and chocolate stout wings. I really wish I tried that. I'm actually probably going to go back for those. I mean, a chicken wing that has coffee and chocolate stout, that's got to be kind of interesting. They also have chocolate uh, gnocchi and a bunch of other stuff. They have uh, chocolate-flavored banana bread. Sounds like a diabetes fest waiting to happen, but, you know, moderation. So you go once, uh, (laughs) once every couple of months. But I'm definitely excited to get back to uh, you know the chocolate emporium. I did not see. I, I think that's the crown jewel of the place right now. I'm sure all the food is good everywhere, like I had mentioned. But this place seemed to be doing everything on a different level with a real unique concept. Whoever thought of this, I, I don't even know. Congratulations, because if you do all the other ones that like you do this one, you are in a position to make yourselves a lot of money. And um, that's basically City Walk. They stay open till two a.m. Parking is twenty dollars if you get there before four p.m. And it's $10 if you get there after. If you're a Florida resident, it's absolutely free after 4 p.m. And uh, it's a really friendly environment. You know, as you get older, you like to go out. You like to have some drinks. You like to enjoy yourself. But do you want to go to these seedy bars or do you want to go to these bars where these 22-year-olds are hanging out and, you know, 18-year-olds with fake ID, uh, with you know, hardcore bouncers? No, this is like a very friendly adult 
mature. I don't say mature, but you know, like like a very festive bar, restaurant, nightclub district. It felt good. It just had a good feel to it. Everything was clean. Everything was well lit. You felt safe. You could bring a girl there and not have to worry about you know some drunks throwing up on her. It it just it just had a good vibe and. I was very, very happy with my first real full, full-on experience at City Walk, and I definitely recommend it if you're ever in the area. And honestly, dare I say, I would almost say if you're going to go on a vacation, have that be your destination. Go stay in a Universal Resort or stay anywhere in Florida, in uh, in Orlando, I should say, and uh, you know, go to go to City Walk. If you want to buy a ticket to Universal Studios or Island and Islands of Adventure because you're into it or you want to do it this. Be my guest because, I mean, I know I'm in the minority. There's a reason why these places are building uh, extra uh, attractions and rides and spending millions of dollars on these things because it's just that popular to so many people. Me, from where I'm at, my perspective, uh, the theme park thing just doesn't necessarily do it for me. What else did we want to get into? Oh, switching gears. So, Carnival Cruise Lines. We all know Thanksgiving is coming up, and I hope you guys, you know, have a great, great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey or whatever you're going to do. Enjoy the time with your family, your friends. And we really hope you enjoy the uh, couple of days off that you get for work, you know. You kind of work that into a four-day weekend, which is a beautiful thing. So, have a good time with it. Enjoy it. And in the spirit of Black Friday, Carnival is doing a pre-Black Friday sale. Uh, today's the 21st as of this recording. You'll probably apply here at the 22nd, but from the 21st to the 23rd, Carnival has partnered up with Amazon, and what they're going to do from, like I said, the 21st to the 23rd is the first uh, 1,150 people who book a cruise through Carnival's ad on Amazon. So that means you go to Amazon.com, and you'll see an ad for Carnival. You click on that. They'll tell, take you to a special landing page where they'll track that you actually got there from Amazon. And if you book a cruise through that, I guess, you know, portal, you will uh, you'll get a free – What I didn't even know what this thing was. I just found out the Echo Dot. And the Echo Dot is, um, I guess, a device that's almost like a speaker. You can play music on it. You can give it voice commands like to tell you the weather, to give you directions, to ask you for your personal calendar. It spits out all that information. It's it's a it's one of those devices that you link up with your smartphone, your calendar. I guess you could do it through Google and everything. It sounds like a real kind of nifty device. And it, um, I just said nifty device. What are you going to do? I'm getting old. But it's also a real nice speaker too if you want to just play music through it. It's retails for like forty nine ninety nine, I think, most places. But if you book uh, a cruise, go to Amazon, like I said, and you f- you all see an ad or look for an ad for Carnival. And if you book a cruise through that, you'll get a free uh, what's it called? An Echo Dot. So if you guys are interested in that type of thing, enjoy it. Okay, interesting news. I don't want to do. I don't want to make this into a port profile. But we have to let you guys know that Norwegian has unveiled a private island. It's uh, in Belize, and it's called Harvest K. And this is really, really exciting because, again, I've said this to you guys before. Private islands, to me, for the most part, I'm not necessarily the guy who just needs and craves the sun and wants to sit out there on a beach and just load up the sun. I'm... You know, I, I like to keep it moving. I like more activity. I get hot. I get sweaty. I get bored. So I like to keep it moving. But most of those islands that are out there right now that are private islands are very limited in the things you can do. What you're seeing right now, starting with Labadee, Haiti, moving into like Amber Cove from Carnival, and most recently Harvest K 
right near Belize. This is a Norwegian project that is a uh, private area. It's I guess it's an island off of Belize that is 75 square acres, and it is just, I mean, I saw some stuff online about this thing, you know, some helicopter shots, some drone shots, and some descriptions and stuff. I, this thing looks amazing. I am absolutely going to look to book a cruise that's going to get me uh, to this place because it's consolidated, it's condensed, but it also is loaded with things to do. So like I said, it's 75 acres. It's right off the coast of Belize. It boasts a seven-acre beach. So plenty of beach space. Now the beach isn't that big. It's a it's a small shore, but it's long. It goes really far across the island. So you have plenty of beach space, which is beautiful because you don't have to all the stuff that you're going to want to do, all the amenities, the bells and whistles are not going to be that far from the water at any point. What else does it have? It has a a 15,000 that's right. I said a 15,000 square foot pool with a swim-up bar. And if you look at this pool, it's really really cool cuz the pool has islands. How do you put it? Like little islands in it that are home for actual trees and bushes. So they have – you'll be swimming in a pool and you'll come to a pot that's kind of like acting as an island in the pool. And out of it will come you know, plants, bushes, trees and stuff like that. Imagine a 15,000-square-foot pool. That's absolutely huge, tremendous, and yes, a beautiful swim-up bar. The island also has a Margaritaville. Uh, actually, it's a land shark, I think, which is a subdivision of Margaritaville. It's all Jimmy Buffett stuff. But So a land shark bar and grill. It's got a few other restaurants as well. And it does have a lot of areas for uh, retail shopping where you can buy the usual stuff that you buy on cruises, whether it's hot sauces, whether it's hats, T-shirts, shot glasses, mugs, whatever. But it also has art and um, local crafts and stuff like that that you can purchase as well. Uh, so the ships that are going there, it's a Western Caribbean itinerary. If you want to go to Harvest K and you want to figure out what ships you can get on that will take you there, there are itineraries from the Norwegian Escape, the Norwegian Getaway, the Norwegian Pearl are, are as well. But interestingly enough, Regent Cruises and Oceana Cruises are also doing stops there as well. So uh, those are the, uh, the three Norwegian ships that take you there, and then those two other cruise lines will be uh, making trips there as well. There's also a... Uh, water sports lagoon it's actually salt water they, they uh created it for just water sports so whether you want to do snorkeling scuba diving jet skiing uh a ton of stuff that you could do they'll probably i think they have a water park like one of those air you know those inflatables that you can kind of do like a little bit of a course they also offer tours where you can watch the manatees you can actually see manatees and they have uh Full, they have full excursions you could purchase on the cruise ship and get those manatee tours. They have a butterfly garden, uh, which has hosts a bunch of other wildlife too. You could actually see boa constrictors there um, if you're into that type of thing, if you want to get a little bit more of a nature vibe from it. Also, it has 15 cabanas, which are pretty much basic where you can rent them. You could fit up to 10 people in there and just have like your own little kind of home base area. Get some lounge lounge chairs and stuff like that. Go up to uh, uh, Land Sharks and order some drinks if you want. It also has 10 luxury villas. They also can host 10 people each. Now, these things are just, I mean, ridiculous. They have AC. They're enclosed. They have showers, uh, your personal hammocks. And if you rent one of these luxury villas, you get uh, your own private concierge. So you don't have to do anything. You can just sit there and order drinks, order food, and everything you want slash need will be brought right to you there's also a freaking zip line 
I don't know if it's as big as the one in uh, Labadee, Haiti. Probably not because that thing is immense. But from what I hear, this thing goes across the entire island. So you can shoot across. You can basically be, you know, arms and legs flapping in the breeze as you zip across the entire island on a zip line um this place so it, it's a private island and a lot of times those are like very pedestrian where it's okay you know the the beauty is unmatched but as far as the activities there's not a whole lot to do it does not sound like the case with harvest k it sounds like you really can can have a great time at harvest k shout out again i know we keep shouting him out but uh you know the cruise king marty he's actually on the Norwegian Pearl right now, and he's going to be stopping in Harvest K. He's on a Thanksgiving cruise, and I couldn't be more pumped for him and his wife, Deb. And uh, maybe we can get Marty on when he comes back. Marty, if you're listening, shoot me a call, and maybe we will discuss your experience at Harvest K. Really, really sounds like a next-level private island, and kind of got me wanted to go quick. And I'm actually maybe after this cast, I may uh, take a look and see if there's any um, reasonably priced sailings that are going there. All right, so what have we been doing for the last three cruises? We've been telling you about some crazy stories. Shout out to Beatrix. She told me to stop reading these stories. Uh, she tells me to just kind of look at them, uh, take them in, and then maybe give my synopsis of them. At this point right now, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm still going to read it. I'm, I'm going to try to get through it quick because, you know, she she thinks it's a little boring when I'm just sitting here reading. But I try to break it up. I try to stop it, give a little commentary, um, you know. Beatrix knows what she's talking about. She may be right. But for this week, we are going to read you Crazy Cruise Story of the Week. Now, this week, the story involves cruise ship repels Somali pirates. You guys saw that movie. What, that was Tom Hanks, right? Was that Tom Hanks? Captain something? Or anything about Sully? Sullenberger? I have no idea. Anyway, there was a, uh, a a rash of pirates coming out of like I guess in the Indian Ocean, uh, in the southern parts of Africa and stuff like that, where pirates were actually trying to you know board many ships. And I guess this one time they actually tried to get a cruise ship, which is not funny at all. But I guess since the result was uh, <laughs> was was a positive one, I guess we can kind of laugh in in retrospect. That's one hell of a story. If you're on that cruise ship, yeah, I was on a cruise and uh, these pirates tried to take us down. Hysterical. All right, here we go. So a cruise ship sailing off Somalia has beaten back gunmen in speedboats who opened fire on it and an apparent pirate attack which terrified passengers. Holy crap, are you serious? They actually had gunfire. They were shooting at the cruise ship. You're on a cruise in the middle of paradise and all of a sudden pirates, pirates start opening fire on you. That's out of control. Back to the story. At least two boats closed in on the Seaborn Spirit, firing automatic weapons and rocket-propelled grenades at the cruise liner. But crew took evasive action, repelling the attackers without returning fire. Now, if you're on a you're on a you're on a boat, you're in the ship, and uh, you're on the crew. You know, you you make beds, you make drinks, you make towel animals. Uh, in the job description, is it that you're supposed to fight off Somali pirates? I don't think so, but God bless these guys, man. The crew took evasive action, and they repelled the attackers without returning without returning fire. So one crew member was lightly injured. It says lightly injured. Is that right? One crew member was lightly injured in the early morning incident in waters notorious for pirate attacks. Quote-unquote, rocket hit ship. The Bohemian registered ship was carrying 302 passengers and crew. Most of them are believed to be Americans as well as some Britons. Britons. 
This is a um, article that was uh, written, I think, uh, in the UK. So some of the verbiage might be a little bit different. My daughter saw the pirates out our window. Passenger Edith Lyard from Seattle in the U.S. told the BBC News website in an email from the ship. There were at least three RPGs that hit the ship, one in a stateroom four doors down from our cabin, she said. Fellow passengers Norman Fisher, 55, from Hampstead Garden suburb in London, said he had seen some of the attackers. One of them clearly had a rifle. Later I realized that two of them had rifles and one had some kind of rocket launcher. They were firing the rifle and then fired the rocket launcher twice. One of the rockets certainly hit the ship. It went through the side of the liner into a passenger suite. The couple were in there and the entire time, so it was a bit of an unpleasant experience. Okay. <laughs> uh, if you're on a cruise ship and uh, there's Somali pirates shooting rocket launchers into your room, uh, unpleasant experience is, I guess, one way you could put it. The attack happened about 100 miles off the Somali coast. The crew used an onboard loud acoustic bang to deter the gunmen, making them believe they were under fire. Are you serious? So they just they have this loud noise and these guys think they're under fire? A scheduled stop in Mombasa in neighboring Kenya had been canceled and the cruise which began in the Egyptian port of Alexandria is now due to end in the Sekeles on Monday. Okay, so at the time of this article being written, this uh, this this cruise was still at sea. A separate headline: Attacks are common. David Dingle, a spokesman for the Miami-based company Seaborne Cruises, said the passengers were somewhat surprised and shocked when they woke to find the ship under attack at 05:30 on Saturday. The passengers were mustered into a public room, told what was going on, and reassured that we were fighting off the attack. I can't imagine this at all. These stories are getting crazier and crazier. Um, They were shocked, but no passengers were injured whatsoever. We are extremely pleased that all the measures worked. You just play loud gunshots from a speaker, and that's what scares these guys off. Apparently, they're not as... uh, Nothing to lose as we as, as as you think. He added that the company had no reason to believe it was a terrorist attack, and all the evidence pointed to pirates. I mean, that's a fine line, right? It, you can call it terrorism because it's terrifying. Um, it appears to be the first attack on a luxury cruise liner in the area. The Seafarers Assistance Program (SAP) is due to discuss the incident and its implications for tourism in the region on Monday. Kenyan SAP official Andrew Maguara said, told the AFP news, news, news agency, at least 23 hijackings have attempted seizures, and it, I'm sorry, at least 23 hijackings and attempted seizures have been recorded off the South Somali coast since mid-March, according to the International Maritime Bureau, IMB, which has warned ships to stay as far away from the coast as possible. Two ships carrying aid for the U.N. World Food Program were among the vessels attacked this year. The southern coastline is among the most dangerous in the world, said Mr. Mawangrara. Somalia has been without a functioning central authority since 1991 when warlords took the power after Mohammed Syed Bar was ousted. So that's the situation uh, over there. That was When was that? When did that actually happen? I don't have a date on this. I'm sorry. I think it was a few years ago. You remember when all those, uh, you know, the, the pirates, all of a sudden pirates were back. Not like ARG pirates, but, you know, Somali pirates that were just hijacked. Mostly cargo ships or mostly uh, 
uh, just regular vessels with, with, that were carrying, you know, a modest amount of cargo and, 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 and crew. But this particular one had its sights set on a pleasure cruise, which is interesting, scary, terrifying, exciting, exhilarating, and uh, thankfully over. And uh, nobody was hurt. Sounds like they did a really, really good job. I mean, she shows you what training goes in to uh, the crew. You know, give the give it up to them because they, uh, you know, there was obviously a protocol for this. They obviously have a plan in place for when this happens. Now, if you told me that, uh, okay, so we're going to start training now uh, in case we get attacked by pirates. I'm like, okay, so where's the guns? No, there's no guns. Uh, we we hit play. And loud gunshot noises shoot out. So hopefully they think we're shooting at them and we deter them and they give up. I mean that would make me feel kind of uneasy and I would just be like, there is no damn way that that is going to work. Apparently it does. All right, so I want to wrap this one up today with a deal that I saw, I came across, and uh, I want to recommend it to you guys. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving, uh, it's Thanksgiving season cruise. I really think it's definitely worth taking advantage of. It's coming up quick. So if you're able to pack your bags and go right now, this cruise is on the Norwegian Escape. Now you're talking about one of the newer ships in the Norwegian fleet. If it's not, it may be the, most, it may be the newest. It may be the best. It may be the, the, the crown jewel of the Norwegian fleet right now, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's out of Miami. It's a seven-day Eastern Caribbean. Uh, it's going to hit St. Thomas, which you've heard me talk about St. Thomas. And if you are going to do this cruise, I would encourage you to listen to the port profile on the last uh, podcast, which featured St. Thomas. You have Tortola, which is very, very close to St. Thomas, but it is not U.S. It's British Virgin Islands. And then you have Nassau, a.k.a. Atlantis. Um, you can have a good time in Nassau if you don't go to Atlantis. It's just basically look at it as like either a beach day or find yourself an all-inclusive resort to go to. You don't really want to necessarily – I mean you can, but there's not a whole lot of uh, you know walking around to do that will keep you entertained in Nassau. But three beautiful, beautiful islands, two of them are just incredible. If you go to Tortola, listen to me. Go to the Virgin Gorda and experience the baths. Walk through those caves. That is a life-changing experience. I did it. I had no interest in it because we were up so late the night before, and we paid for the excursion, but uh, I was with Marie. And Marie, my travel buddy, was just like, we're doing this. I really want to do this. And It's a cool adventure. You, you uh, go through. It's like a state park, and you trudge through the tropical rainforest, and it's a really, really interesting hike to the shore. And then once you get to the shore, you're, you're basically in these caves. And you have to be somewhat athletic and you have to have decent shoes because it does get kind of treacherous, but not too bad. If you're in any sort of shape whatsoever, it's not hard. There's actually some parts of it where you have to get on all fours and crawl through to get through this this one particular part. But just do some research on it. The Virgin Gorda, Tortola is a um, tender port anyway, so you have tender. But the beauty of that is your tender goes right to your destination. You'd have to get on a boat anyway if you tender to shore, and you skip that step and you're right off the boat. If you're going to the baths in Virgin Gorda, you shoot right over. But all right, so digressing here, I'm telling you about these ports. You haven't even booked this cruise yet. St. Thomas speaks for itself. Check out the last cruise cast, Port Profile St. Thomas. And then uh, so we're talking about here out of Miami, December 10th to the 17th of this year. It's a Saturday to Saturday. And 
for a balcony. You're going to get a balcony for two people. Now we're talking all in. 1528 Beatrix again last week when I was giving out these good deals. I think you guys know when I gave you guys the regular price of the cruise, you guys know that you add on port charges and you have to add on taxes to that. But it makes sense. She's always right. She's right again. Give the people what their actual price is. So you get 1528. Now is that a sick price? No. Is that a bargain basement price? No. But when you consider the fact that for what? $760 a person? $760 a person out of Miami. You get three of the better ports that are out there in the Eastern Caribbean. You get the pride of the Norwegian fleet, which is the escape, and you're on a balcony. Guys, this is a cruise you should be on. So December 10th to the 17th. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm getting into the travel agency game. I am by no means set up with that yet. So I'm just recommending it. Go to Norwegian's website or go to whoever. Call your travel agent. Tell them you want this. I think these are going fast because they have them uh, regularly. So these itineraries uh, are all over the place. This is the first one I saw that actually had some availability at this price point. Uh, for the balcony, what sucks is that they do not have the um, you know sale for free free on on the sailing or whatever where where you could pick the uh, whether it's the internet package, full on dining program you could eat at all the specialty restaurants for free or the um, ultimate beverage package or what do they call it yeah it's whatever Norwegian calls it the all you can drink package they don't have that on this so yeah you have to purchase your own drink package or you have to do your restaurants however you want to do them. But this one is a steal of a deal. Seven days, beautiful brand new Norwegian ship, beautiful islands, and you're dealing with a balcony for under $800 a person. That's the one I recommend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please, guys, iTunes, if you can, rate and review. You will probably win a free cruise if you do that. I mean, try me. Maybe it's, maybe I'm nuts. Maybe what, what is it? What does it hurt? Try it out. See what happens. You might end up with a free cruise. I will absolutely be giving away three free cruises to unique reviews each week on iTunes. Please uh, rate with the stars and leave a comment. Very very much appreciated. Follow me on Instagram. That's really I mean you can do the Facebook. I have a Twitter and Facebook, but Instagram is where most of the action is at right now. We have the most fun there. And please, any comments, questions, concerns, disagreements, anything whatsoever in the spirit of making this interactive, if you want, I will read it on the air. Send me an email, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. That's it for this week, guys. I really appreciate you tuning in, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks. There's a place where the boat is from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold, and the reggae is hot, and I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from, it takes away. I love your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat